Welcome to the Trailer Cast with Elise Snipes. Each week, I will be sharing with you from inside my vintage trailer where I work as a therapist and share some of my musings on the human experience. I am endlessly fascinated and inspired by people. I love being a therapist and I'm deeply grateful for the intimate and beautiful work I get to do. I believe we are wildly capable of healing and making this world a better place, and this is my attempt at doing that. Sharing beauty to invoke beauty. May you find yourself inside these stories and ponderings and be better for it. Cheers. One year. (laughs) I'm thankful for markers like this, like an opportunity to stop and take stock. Consider what it's been like, like to pause, hold it, see it, appreciate it. I went back looking through old photos from the beginning and I just lingered there, getting in touch with what one year ago was. I mean, it was vulnerable, (laughs) for sure, vulnerable. Vulnerable thinking that I was going to share all these thoughts and feelings, stories and musings, knowing I would share good, bad, beautiful, ugly. Vulnerable in hope, hoping people would listen and feel connected, understood, less alone. Knowing that I was taking something personal, making it public, that anyone could listen and everyone would be entitled to their own thoughts, opinions of what I was doing or saying. Not being able to be in charge of how people understood what I was saying but still feeling a need to say it anyway. I was looking at a picture of me sitting in the trailer recording the very first episode. (laughs) It's funny to me. Uh, I see myself so excited and so eager to make something. It's like I don't even notice that everything around me is an absolute disaster. (laughs) It reminds me of a picture of a mom, a new mom holding her baby, unaware of her surroundings and totally enraptured by her babe. I, I felt like that starting this podcast. New, hopeful, giddy, pure. It was a birth, is a birth. And I wanted something to be born during the time when someone else died. November 9th to November 21st have always been what I've called the dark days. I guess not always, but in the last 12 years. The darkest days on my calendar. 12 days of the most extreme agony I have ever experienced. In 2006, my brother was in a skateboard accident. He was going to USC at the time and had gone down to the beach to check out the surf. Borrowed some guy's skateboard, bombed the hill, hit some water at the bottom, fell backwards, and he hit the back of his head right at his brainstem on the curb. November 9th. I will never forget um, the phone call. I was an after-school kids club director at a school during the time, and I was standing in the middle of the room when the phone rang. And it's like time stopped, and like air got thinner. And I remember kind of like floating to the back of the room and trying to lean against something because I felt like the world was spinning off kilter, and I just needed something solid to keep me from like slipping off the planet. Shock, 
you know, it's shock, wordless, guttural, shattering shock. And then I snapped out of it. I had to, at least for the moment, as each member of my family surfaced to call me to figure out what to do. Pack a bag and get to the hospital. Just have someone else drive you. Don't speed. This accident has already happened, and being reckless on the way there won't help anyone. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing any of us can do. Hours, like, passed, and we were waiting to find out how serious the injury was. Ended up in sleeping on chairs in the waiting room, those hard plastic blue chairs with the shiny metal legs. Why don't they make those places more comfortable? You know, I think about that. Like, the people in those rooms waiting, like, we're already in so much pain. Why not make those rooms a little softer? The doctors had to perform surgeries, a bunch of surgeries, right away to relieve the swelling in his brain. When we were finally able to see him, I walked up to the side of his bed, and I realized that he'd broken his arm. And I remember thinking, like, why isn't someone fixing this? Why isn't someone doing something about this? And I was offended you know, the simple thing they can fix and for some reason aren't, and then the big obvious thing they can't fix and I want them to. I was just grasping at straws. I knew, and I knew right away. See, when I sat next to Chase's bedside and I held his broken body, I knew he was gone and that this was just a shell. It's not difficult to know when it is someone like my brother. Okay, someone so gregarious and full of life and charming and loving and good. It's obvious when that type of person or soul is gone. And it was weird looking at his body, realizing that it was just a container. I was attached to it, but it was empty now. I don't know how else to explain that. You know, his body held the stories and memories and the material of my relationship with my brother. But now that it was empty, I could see that it wasn't really my brother. It was only what I could see of him. But like the true entity of him could never be contained or limited to a physical body. Because a person is not purely physical. What made Chase Chase or what makes any of us who we are is more than physical. I had just never seen them separate before. Seen one part without the other, you know, like it... I think that this is what was so haunting because those parts of us belong together, physical with spiritual and mental, body, mind, spirit. We had to wait 12 days, 12 fucking days until they finally called it. We were able uh, to donate most of his organs and parts of him. And I know maybe that just sounds weird or morbid, but it feels somehow meaningful for life to get to continue out of his death. So on November 21st, what I felt was this giant exhale, like it was finally over, like I could finally begin to grieve. I was out of the in-between land of holding my breath, of hoping and then despairing and hoping and despairing the dark days. I would know them if I lived in a cave in the bottom of the ocean. I would know when November 9th came and all the 12 miserable days that followed, and the finality of the 21st. You know, as the seasons would start shifting towards fall, I could like, automatically sense the darkness. Just like this black, sticky, tar-like substance of grief, depression, of something being so wrong on such a massive scale that there just aren't words for it. 
I would almost like put my head down and try to just plow through it, make it end as quickly as possible, give myself permission to just like be low, be down, be dark, just get through it. You know, I felt like I could deal with the ideal idea that my brother was in heaven, but I couldn't deal with the 12 days of waiting. That holding period where everything was in limbo and everything was wrong and there was no solution or rest or right. And like that spiral staircase, each year as I circled around on it, I felt, (laughs) I felt like shit, but I felt like I wanted to kick those days in the face I felt like I wanted to rip them off the calendar forever. I felt powerless to do anything about it. I felt helpless and weak and vulnerable and exposed. I felt mad and voiceless. Like I was screaming into a soundless abyss and no one gave a damn. How's that for grief? You see, Chase was like my person, my soul's match, my kindred spirit, my partner, my true brother. And when he died, a part of me died too. Something felt over, buried, irreparable, like the sun was never going to come out again, like laughter wasn't going to be as deep or as joyful. 11, 11 years of this (laughs) until last year. Until last year, when I had this whim of a dream, an impulse, a crazy notion that I would start this podcast, start using my voice, start putting words to things, start going into my story like never before. This spark, this burst of light, this felt like a down and out rebellion towards the darkness. See, I knew I needed to start it in the season when everything else had ended to birth something in a season that was marked by death. I wanted light and life and truth and good in the dark days. And so last year, November 19th, 2017, I released the first two episodes of TrailerCast, right smack in the hardest season of the year. (laughs) I decided to change the narrative, build a different story, allow something to live Instead of resisting the season like I had each year, I was going to go down into the depths and grab it by the horns and make something in it. That is what this last year has been for me. A reclaiming, a taking back, a replanting, a bold declaration, a true experiment in flipping the script. You see, when I look back on that first picture of me in the trailer, all starry-eyed and seeing only the beauty and possibility. I admire her. I see how desperately she, I, needed something else and how foolish hope and sometimes downright stubbornness will get you there. I needed a space, my own space for my own thoughts and process. I needed a place to create and weave and make a mess. (laughs) I needed that. In this past year, I needed trailer cast to reclaim the beauty of words and what happens when you share them with others. I needed to reclaim the beauty of connection and what happens when you're vulnerable and willing to go first. I needed to reclaim my identity and to not only live out of brokenness or hardship or dark, but also, also out of wholeness and lightness and hope. And honestly, I wanted to see if it could be done. 
And you know what I found out? It can be. It can be. I can be. You can be. (laughs) Each week as I climbed into the trailer and rolled my thoughts around and allowed them to flow freely out of my mouth and into this microphone and out into the interweb and all the way to you, this podcast became more than just a place for me to find freedom. It has become a part of other people's desire to reclaim, redefine, and retell their stories too. Okay, understand me when I say I didn't fully get what this podcast would be for other people. And I don't mean it in any other way than that. And I think what, it, what that is, is it speaks to the need for an unedited process. I think it speaks to our need to feel understood, less alone, hopeful. I think we need to see that all the things we want in the privacy of our own hearts is possible. I think we want to know that even though life doesn't usually turn out the way we thought it would, we can have a say in it. We don't have to be a passive participant, but we can actively learn to engage our story in a real way and begin to see life come from impossible places. See good come from unthinkable evil. See friendships and genuine connection come from indescribable loneliness. This is what TrailerCast is for me. Sharing beauty to invoke beauty. I want you to to know that things get better. I want you to know that you don't have to fear your pain or your darkness. I want you to know that there is going to be a whole lot of shit that you're going to have to walk through one way or another and that you don't have to be shitty because of it. You get to decide Take your power back. Put your own words to it. You decide how the story goes. That is what I want to do together here. You see, Trailer Cast would only be like this online journal if it weren't for you. Do you realize that? It would be an isolated private bubble. You listening, you breathing it in and making sense of it in your own way, that is what makes this podcast good actually responding and interacting with it. Again, not being a passive participant, but casting yourself as someone able to listen and do something with it. Think about how your own story fits into this. Think about what places need life breathed back into them. Think about how you want to flip the script so you can clearly and confidently enjoy your life. It has been pure magic getting to hear people's responses to trailer cast. <laughs> it's okay, like I thought, this is, this is what it feels like again. I thought having children, I estimated what it would feel like to love them, what it would be like to look at my babies and love them. And I still feel like I, I nailed that. I got it. <laughs> I understood the capacity to love another human being. And do you know what I underestimated? What it would feel like to be loved by them. That, that part of parenting decimates me every single time. I underestimated the dynamic of the relationship with them, their response back to me. And I feel that way with Trailer Cast as well, that I thought this is what it's going to be like for me and I overlooked what it might mean to some of you. 
I'm going to read a few things people have said. And just so you know, I read every review. (laughs) I want you to know that what you think and how you are affected is important to me. It makes me laugh, smile, cry. (laughs) Makes me feel like we're in this together because we are. And I'm going to read some of these reviews. These are the ones that are left on the iTunes review thingy. (laughs) Elise balances inspiration with realness. The honesty and transparency of this podcast has helped me navigate a difficult season and start to get back into the game. I look forward to each new podcast. It's my favorite thing. I have recommended many episodes to friends and family. This podcast is changing my life. Thanks. Thank you for being honest, real, and genuine. I can personally say I relate to some life experiences in my own way. It's nice to know I'm not alone and life's just a journey. Cheers to hearing more and seeking an adventure through your guidance and more. Can't wait. As someone trying to work through a lot of things in my life, I love this honest look at the human process and can't wait to see where this podcast goes. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) One of my weekly favorites for sure. I had the pleasure of attending one of the weekend events that Elise hosts in Dana Point. I have been a listener of TrailerCast since she started it and a big proponent of therapy for a number of reasons. Elise is who I dream of as a best friend, honest and humble and thoughtful and funny. Thanks. All of these character traits shine through in both her podcasts and her real life. I listen to about a dozen podcasts and I eagerly await for her to release new ones. I am inspired by the work she's doing both for herself and others. I am constantly motivated by how hard she is working to make others feel less alone and connected. Thank you for those, you guys, really. Thank you for listening and for sharing, for sending episodes to your friends, for sending me messages on Instagram. Thank you for letting me process these things out loud shamelessly. I am so thankful to get to be in process with you and alongside of you. You know, I read these reviews and it is, it's super weird reading them out loud because it feels prideful and, and weird. But ultimately, I want you to know that I see you and care about your words I take them in and I hold them as precious to me. Because again, this becomes bigger than just me putting words into a microphone. It becomes something that is moving beyond my own experience, realizing that it can become light for someone else. I am so beyond moved that this personal, albeit public, experiment is allowing people to feel this way. I don't... I. Rarely I'm short for words, but I don't know how to put words to this feeling. I feel like thankful, surprised, thankful, happy, thankful again, inspired, satisfied. So thank you. You know, one of the things that birthed out of the podcast this year was weekends. They're the personal retreats I created out of a response to people wanting to do this work themselves. The work I'm talking about of of flipping the script and reclaiming the narrative. Trailer cast is like the appetizer course to the main meal of weekends. So when my husband and I were talking about how to celebrate the first birthday of this podcast, he asked me, what's at least what's your favorite thing that you're doing right now? And I was like, weekends for sure. And so he suggested that, well, why don't you celebrate by giving everybody a hundred dollars towards their weekend event? I'm like, oh, I love that. I wish I came up with it, but I didn't, but I love it. So to celebrate one year of being here and showing up and doing this podcast 
Anybody who signs up for weekends this week, so November 25th to November 30th, you get an additional $100 off. So there's an already right now, there's a $500 discount if you sign up in 2018. So if you're thinking about it, it would be $600 off of your weekend experience. I would love to encourage you to come. I'm not, I wouldn't love to. I'm encouraging you to come. It's going to be a celebration. You can sign up at www.elisesnipes.com backslash weekends and then put in the discount code happy birthday. And that comes a total of $600 off. So whatever it's worth, it's my favorite thing. I want people to experience it. That's the best gift I think I could give back to the people that listen is a weekend away, a journey with like good company, good food, luxurious accommodations where we get to like lovingly and respectfully reclaim your story so you can live in freedom and peace and like boldness. I think that's what this year has been too. It's like this bold declaration of like, I want it to feel this way, be this way, say it this way, live into it this way, define it this way. And that's what I take you through on weekends is your own version of that, putting your life through this like worked out formula or experience or process to be able to say it your way as well. So happy birthday to TrailerCast. <laughs> um, you've been a beautiful new addition to my life and I'm thankful for, I don't know, I'm thankful for getting to celebrate, have something to celebrate in this season, like something to look forward to, something to share, something to enjoy. And if you were sitting with me in the trailer, I would put you on the hot seat and I'd embarrass us both by getting vulnerable about what is stirring in you right now. I would want to know how you feel, what you want out of this new year. I'd want to know what you think about your own story. I'd want to know what needs to be reclaimed for you. What parts of your story do you wish were different? And then I would remind you that all of that is possible. And then if you doubted me, I would tell you my own story of darkness made light, of beauty and hope and good. And then you'd have to accept that what I was saying was true because you can't argue with someone else's story, right? <laughs> but really, more than anything... I hope that you tell your story differently this year. I hope that you see all your beauty and strength and good. I hope that you set ridiculous goals for yourself and laugh as you wildly pursue them. I hope you see everything you will become and realize you already are. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. If you are interested in beginning your own work in therapy or coaching, you can go to www.elisesnipes.com. Follow me on Instagram at Elise Snipes Collective, where I will be sharing more with you throughout the week. You can get in touch with me to suggest a topic for the show or to ask a question from your own life you would like to have answered. Or just say hi by emailing me at elise at elisesnipes.com. Remember to subscribe on iTunes and tell your friends.